But first, our top story takes us back to Nikola, which of course has been in the news a lot for us here on Freight Waves, where the company was given a second delisting warning from the NASDAQ. With your reaction, we've got Alan Adler here to talk about what's going on with the company. Alan, I know your headline says it's not time for them to panic, but after two delisting warnings, you've got to wonder, what is their plan going forward for 2024? Well, Kaylee, this was expected. They've been trailing the one dollar uh, benchmark, you know, for the Nasdaq since I think November, and so they were going to get this list delisting notice. Uh, honestly, they've got so many issues to work through that this one just doesn't really, uh, you know, make the top five for them, as, as Steve Gursky, the CEO, put it. Uh, it's something that you know they'll deal with if, when and if they have to, but they have 180 days before anything's going to happen anyway. Uh, the idea, the, the typical approach is to to do a reverse stock split, that is basically issue one new share of stock for a multiple of your existing shares, uh, 20 or 30, one for 20, one for 30 is pretty common. Um, what that does is it artificially props up your stock price, gets it above a dollar uh, and that sort of thing. And, and arguably that sort of takes care of the issue, but it really doesn't because if there's nothing really positive, there's no positive movement or anything really happening at a company and you do that, NASDAQ's not going to not going to be fooled by that. So the idea of rushing out and and you know doing this reverse stock split is not a good option uh, for Nikola. Uh, they're not considering it right this minute. Now they would they it could come up with the board at any time. There may be a push to do it, but it's just not going to be something that they're really going to worry about. I think what they're trying to do is is get more fuel cell electric trucks into the market. Uh, you know we've reported in this story that they have a, an order for fifty of them from uh, IMC, which is a big drayage hauler. Uh, that was reported by a hydrogen website. And, and they did deliver 35 of the trucks uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, and these retail, or the price on them is about $450,000 before you get into the incentive business. We won't talk about that here. But basically, Steve Versky's in, intent, I think, is to try to drive the business into more positive revenue, show that there is actually progress being made, then if you need to, to do a reverse split, you could do it. So, Alan, some of those other bigger fish to fry, of course, we still have the, I guess, kind of the overarching cloud of the recalls that were going on with Nikola and their battery packs at the end of last year. Is that something that they're continuing to focus on more as well? And is it continuing to be a drag on some of their profitability as they work to work through those issues? Well, I think the, the biggest drag is you've got a, a, a whole bunch, you know, a couple hundred batteries that have been taken out of these trucks and are sitting out in the desert right now. We had a picture of that uh, off of YouTube a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think the, the recall is interesting. I, I caught up with uh, Steve Gursky at CES last week, and, you know, he's still not ready to say what they're going to do about, uh, you know, replacement batteries. Uh, it looks like it'll probably be a dual source situation. Hard to know. I mean, we need to find out, for example, you know, Proterra, which is in bankruptcy, and sold off its battery uh, assets, its business to Volvo truck. If Is Volvo going to honor those contracts? And if so, then presumably uh, they'll be fine on the fuel cell side. But there's there's a the whole question of where do you get batteries to replace it, you know, the, the ones that were taken out of the, the battery electric trucks? That's 200 plus trucks they've got to deal with. And uh, Gersky says, you know, we'll be in the market with two products, meaning fuel cell and battery electric trucks. Uh, by this time next year. So uh, we'll see about that. But uh, right now, they still have interest in their battery electric truck. The question is, you know, who's going to put the batteries in? And we don't know that yet. 
So also that question is, of course, who's looking to purchase those battery electrics as well? Is there any type of indication on who those focused buyers are for the battery electric, or do we see that their fuel cell is getting more attention? Well, I think they're trying to drive business to the fuel cell because they have a first mover advantage there. Um, you know, lots of people, legacy truck makers, of course, have done, you know, reasonably well. I think Daimler said they sold uh, worldwide more than 3,400 battery electric trucks last year. So uh, that's a lot. And, uh, you know, Nikola, I think, wants to ha get back into the battery electric business simply because they can do it on the same line. There's very few changes to the truck that have to be made in terms of, you know, source power sourcing and, and that sort of thing. So the idea is, uh, you know, let's get back in and have both products out there. There is interest. They actually have some orders, uh, you know, for the battery electric truck when they can make them. Um, but when I talked to like uh, Salim Yusevedev at Watt EV, which had 14 Nikola trucks, uh, just talked to him the other day and I said, what's happening? He said, they really haven't told us when we're going to get them back. And he said, you know, obviously it's a frustration for us because, you know, we can't, we can't use them if we don't have them. And, and uh, he was reluctant about turning them in. He hadn't had any problems with them or anything. But, but you know, Nicola said, no, you need to send them back to us. And, and uh, you know, they, Nicola is making the payments uh, on the trucks right now. So it's a bit of a financial drain for them in addition to, you know, the, the actual cost of the recall, which is, you know, north of $60 million in money they arguably, you know, could be put to better use. So, Alan, let's talk about consequences on if they can't get their ducks in a row by the end of that 180 days. If they, they do end up being delisted from the NASDAQ, what does that look like to a blow either to company morale or to faith in the company or just in general? Does it really put a drag now there on their profitability and their ability to perform? If if you're a public company and you cannot trade on one of the major exchanges, be it the New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ, uh, you go to what's called the pink sheets or the over-the-counter trading. And and it, the, the trading that happens there does not get very much attention. It, it It's almost probably better to just take the company private at that point. Um, we saw... We saw Too Simple do that uh, very recently. Now they're leaving the U.S. market, and they saw no point in staying on on the public markets, uh, even though they were the first of the autonomous truck companies to go that way. Uh, you know, so so there's other options that can be taken. I think the whole question of you know Nicholas' survivability and viability is still very much out there. Um, you know, again, I, I don't think we want to hyper focus on the, the the listing question. It's it's one of the things they have to deal with, but. Right now, the company, you know, uh, is hopeful about momentum. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, they're still here, and we know how many people have predicted their demise over the last few years. So uh, I guess we'll just, we're still in that sort of wait and see pe period. Um, but I, I think that the delisting, again, not a normal kind of thing, something that would probably devastate some companies. But in this case, with all the grief that Nicola's gone through, this is just one more thing. So, Alan, you mentioned that interview with Steve Gursky from CES, and you've got some really great bonus content that's doing pretty well on our YouTube channel from that. For folks who want to take a look at that bonus content and maybe get some more out of you, where can they go to do that? Well, you can always go to our YouTube uh, channel on, on Freightways. Uh, uh, you know, the Truck Tech uh, um, podcast is there. Uh, last week, uh, you know, who did we do last week? I can't remember. Um, I guess we did... We did uh, uh, we did Kodiak Robotics and their new truck out of CES. Uh, this week, we'll have Aurora uh, Innovation on the podcast. You can get there uh, by going to the YouTube channel, looking under shows, and then um, 
hit truck tech and there'll be a, a whole playlist uh, there um using the bonus content in the newsletters is something we're able to do now and um you know we're doing it as much as we can um but uh it it's just it's embedded within the newsletter and newsletter itself is truck tech uh you know go to our, our website or sign up for it and uh you know we can make that work all right, Alan, thank you for that. And we will see you on Wednesdays here on Freight Waves Now, and we'll catch you on Wednesday for Truck Tech as well. Thanks. See you later. All right, we're going to head on over to the wall. We've got Tony Mulvey and Donnie Gilbert here for our first carrier update this morning.